I'm nervous again. I'm glad I am too, kind of. Like when the camera comes on, I get nervous. Ruin the camera. <laughs> oh yeah, just kidding. It's a podcast. Hi guys, Nikita's gonna introduce this episode. Oh my god, so, Nikita, <laughs> please take it away. Um, this has been pinned on Kelly. So Kelly, take it away. Nikita, I will Venmo you seven dollars to say this intro. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> I got it for free, bitches. <laughs> All right. Hey guys, welcome to episode two. We just want to thank you for supporting us and listening to episode one. Um, Really thankful for that. Really appreciate it. Also, we've received some feedback about our voices sounding alike and don't really know what to do about that. But um, this is Nikita speaking. So Oh my God, Nikita, you're doing the me thing. (laughs) Off to Kelly. To help, I'm only going to speak in Spanish. I love that. So you guys know what, who's who. <laughs> but this was Kelly speaking. Kelly, that didn't sound like Spanish to me. Yeah, Kelly. It's because it will be subtitled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hi everyone. I'm Sophia again. So happy to have you back. Yeah, guys. So how was everyone's week? Any new developments? There's not much exciting happening in my life, so instead I'm going to share a Facebook post that my friend sent me that I posted on her wall October 14th, 2010. (laughs) And I literally cannot stress enough how much of a stupid bitch I am. Okay. (laughs) It says, Dear Lauren, I think I am becoming a vampire. I have this undying burning feeling in my throat as described in Twilight. If I am not in school tomorrow, it means I have decided to skip town and go to Forks, Washington and become a Cullen. Love your almost vampire friend. Kelly, you are literally so the type to have been obsessed with Twilight in, like, middle school. That is so you. Like, why did I not just text that to her privately, but I was like, all of Facebook (laughs) needs to know. Don't you love, like, the old Facebook posts where it's like, you type in comment for or like for a honest opinion on you and then you post your honest opinion on their page for everyone to see publicly (laughs) oh my god I would never do that because I'm so terrified nobody would like and then I would I would like look like a loser (laughs) like you know form spring do you guys remember form spring no wait what's that so form spring was something really popular in like maybe like my middle school high school but it was basically where like these you could form like this page about yourself where people could anonymously send things about you like they could literally anonymously send anything to you I thought it was like even like at that age I thought that was like so bad I it like scared me the thought of like what people could say to other people but I was also too scared to make a form spring because I thought nobody was gonna send me anything (laughs) and my form spring was gonna be empty what if people bully you like what if they're like I don't know how people insult each other when they're young but like what if they're like, you're a whore? I don't know. I don't know if I knew that word when I was 13. But, like, I feel like that's so horrible. Yeah, no, I think it was really, like, especially for, like, um, like maybe, like, the popular kids in school. They probably got a lot of hate sent to them. I did one, like, I, like, liked someone's, like, like for truth status. Mm-hmm. And it was someone who I didn't, like, not that we hated each other, but we definitely, like, didn't get along. So I don't know why, like wanted to hurt myself but I was like yeah I'm just gonna do it and they literally wrote on my face 
Facebook wall. I'm not gonna say the name, but it was Jimmy Brunner. He wrote on he wrote on my Facebook wall like you're a try hard. You're a try hard. I'm sure you did find our last test and now shut up and go home. And I literally read that and I was like, is he obsessed with me? <laughs> oh my god. People, I, kids can be so mean. I know. And I was, yeah, like crying over like a third grade book report. <laughs> yeah, I found one that was from this girl I used to be really good friends with in like ninth, tenth grade and then we start, stopped talking and we haven't talked in a while, but it just showed, you know, it showed up in those memories from Facebook that's like, you have a post from seven years ago. And it was basically like a long post of her saying, I love you so much. Like, I really love doing soccer with you and all the times we hung out together, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. And then at the end it goes, go back to India, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, I don't know why people thought, and I'm pretty sure I saw that and was like, ha, like, you know, it's a joke, whatever. But it's so cringy reading back now, you know? Wait, somebody's wait, someone said that to you? It well, it was a friend that I had. And I have nothing against this girl. Um, but I just read the mem- I read that memory and I was like, why did people in ninth grade think that was okay and funny to say? Oh my Especially god. my friends, you know? Oh my god, that's awful. Nikita, I'm not even kidding. I the same thing happened to me where like <laughs> These so backstory people used to call me lemons. <laughs> I can't. But like people like would call, people would call me lemons and then like post on my wall like lemons 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 and then someone like posted like <laughs> posted like yellow by Coldplay to my Facebook wall like oh before God. I even liked Coldplay like literally truly was getting harassed. But I was like, that's so funny that it happened to you too. Holy shit, guys! Just. While we're talking about this, can I just bring up another memory, which I think is super funny? So I went to a sleepover. This girl who I just said, she posted the Go Back to India on my Facebook post. Um, she was part of the sleepover. So the sleepover with me, her, and then like four other girls. For some reason, I don't know why people, white people think this is weird, but I used to brush my hair with a comb, but not a brush. And so to the sleepover, I brought a comb and everybody else at the sleepover had a brush and they started making fun of me for it. But it was more like a joking thing. Like, oh my gosh, you're using a comb, not a brush. Ha ha ha. Oh my God, comedians. I know, right? You're so funny. (laughs) For some reason, the joke just kept going and going. And then they started calling me a terrorist (gasps) for using a comb. And these guys, these were like my good friends. Oh my God. Yeah. And her mom overheard and she was like, bleep, bleep, bleep. Like, why would you say that to her? And then the other... Then the other girls looked at me, and they were like, oh, like, you just, Nikita, you know it's a joke, right? And so, of course, like, when it's, like, your your best friend saying that, you're like, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. And so that happened over the weekend, right? And then Monday, during English class, there was some joke, and she stood up in front of the entire class and called, she was like, hey, terrorist. (gasps) In front of the entire class? Yes, and nobody laughed, and that was the most sweetest revenge I have ever gotten. Did she get yelled at first day? Yeah, I hope she got, like, in trouble. To be honest, the details are a little bit fuzzy, but I I feel like the teacher wasn't there. Well, what's funny is that she's actually doing a PhD in sociology with, like, a focus on race relations or something like that. I don't know. Um, But isn't that funny? Like... (laughs) Wait, honestly, maybe that moment scarred her so much that she was like, I need to dedicate the rest of my life 
to like combating. Oh my gosh. But yeah, just a random memory wow. that from when I was 12. So how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest transition of all time. Well, I had some updates, actually. Oh, yeah, you did have some updates. I moved back to LA on Saturday. So I came back, and I kind of already expected that this was going to be happening, but I have a Prius, and so the battery charges when you're driving, and I had been away from my apartment for the last seven months. And so uh, me and my roommate tried to jumpstart the car. It failed, and I had to call AAA, buy a new battery, all of that, which is fine. Um, when the battery guy came, he told me that one of my fire, my tires was a little flat. And so he put some air into it, but told me to check all the pressure with all the tires. So I said, okay, that's fine. Thank you. He left and I have an air pressure. Um, what do you call it? Uh, a tire pressure, whatever, a pumper, a pump in my car. And so I started looking for it and I was like, why can I not find my pump? And then I start opening all of the compartments in my car and realizing that they're all empty. <gasps> and so, yeah, and so someone took everything out of my no. car, including my That's my registration, awful. just like random, my, my resume. I was doing a lot of um, interviews but during quarantine. And so my res- all, they have all my resumes. <laughs> Why would they take your They're resume? thinking about hiring you. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that so weird? And I was like, I don't know how it could have happened. Like, Gabe, Gabe, my roommate, who dropped me off at the airport, claims that he locked all the car, or all the doors, so don't know how they got in, but, and it's in, it's in a, it's in a uh, locked garage, too. Oh, oh my um, gosh. So, we got a thief on our hands, ladies. Oh, no. Could you imagine if you, like, tried to apply for a job, and they're like, we got the same resume? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if whoever stole your resume calls you up in like a month and is like, hey, I want to hire you. I know. <laughs> your resume was really impressive. But yeah, that's my little update. Um, I don't think I really have any updates. Um, I decided today that in my spare time, I'm going to start a health journey. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. Don't worry about it. Um, no, I just decided that maybe I should start eating a little bit healthier because I definitely don't eat healthy at all. Um, and what else? I, like, have stopped working out. Like, just literally, I don't think I've worked out in, like, a year. So I was just like, well, let me try this again. And, you know, we're just going to see how this goes. I guarantee you, a week from now, I'm going to be like, yeah, so I decided to give that up because <laughs> it's not fun. And that's my only update right now. Other than that, I'm... I'm coloring. Ooh. I've got my crayons on my desk right now. Literally living the dream. And that's about it for me. I kind of love that for you, Sophia. Thank you so much. I feel like, Sophia, weren't you doing, like, a skin thing? Like, you were trying to update your skin regimen? Um, I, I feel like I always post stuff like that to my Instagram story. Like, really trying to get everybody's opinions on things. <laughs> um, I haven't changed my skin regimen at all because my skin regimen is very cheap. And I want to keep it that way. Mm. And everybody was over here like, oh my god, buy Drunk Elephant. Buy, like, I don't know, like, Eve yeah. St. Laurent. I'm like, girl, what? Who do you think I am? <laughs> Absolutely not. I know you guys wanted to talk about um, the podcasts that have started, the videos, all that sort of stuff. Oh my gosh, yes, the Hannah and Tyler video. Yeah, guys, because um, we posted this, or no, we recorded this last Wednesday. Because if you guys don't know, we record this um, Wednesday evenings. And... 
I remember we finished recording and then we were all about to go to bed and Kelly texted us all being like, I can't go to bed. The Tyler and Hannah video is up and I have to watch it. <laughs> and there was two, I didn't know about this, but there was two videos, one on Tyler's page, one on Hannah's page. And they were mm-hmm. each like 20 minutes long. And I was like, Kelly, what have you gotten me into? I have to stay up for another two hours watching this and then analyzing it. <laughs> I definitely didn't watch them. I was watching them in my bedroom and I was like physically like gasping. Like I was, I was thrown. Like my, I don't, I wish I would have filmed myself like a reaction video. Cause I acted like as if like I had known them the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> like I was so into their relationship. I still am. I have to be honest. I don't care at all about the relationship. So I didn't watch either. Yeah. <laughs> I watch my travel vloggers instead. Okay. Well, let me give you a brief rundown. <laughs> Yeah, give me a rundown. Let me give you a brief two hour and 45 minute PowerPoint presentation (laughs) about why this fucking matters. Thank you so much. (laughs) No, but basically what happened was, as everyone knows or does not know, Tyler and Hannah quarantined together in Florida for a little bit and they came out with all these cute little TikToks and people were like literally screaming. They were like, oh my God, they're making their bed together. They're engaged. She's pregnant. She already had one secret child and this is the next one. Like everyone blew up over it. I thought the same thing too. I was like, oh, they're probably dating or something like natural assumption. And then they dropped this episode basically saying that while they were in Florida, they fought pretty much every single day to the point where there were days they did not speak to each other and she moved out of the house for a couple days oh. because they were not getting along that much but then like on TikTok like every, like they're like I don't know like spitting out water into cups and so I was just like I don't know I was just shocked because I was like wow social media really does like warp your perception about others totally because like you never would have guessed that they were like like fighting that entire time because it just seemed like they were so like in love and whatnot but what I didn't understand was what was going on in that house to cause so much tension like was it because Hannah wanted a relationship and Tyler didn't I just that just wasn't very clear to me and to the point where they said they wouldn't talk for days and then oh and they also said that I mean they slept in the same bed for I'm forgetting how long for a long time for 18 days 18 days and they never kissed and for me I'm just like why would you you can't, you're not speaking all day, but you're sleeping in the same bed. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Aren't there, can you sleep on the floor? Can you sleep on the couch? Like, why are you two in a bed together? I just did not understand. There's, there's other people in the house, yeah. too. Um, and, yeah, I was just super confused. Something, um, I don't know if you guys know about Reality Steve or this other podcast called Game of Roses, but I listened to their latest episode, and a hot take that they had was that the fireplace in the background seemed so odd that they were convinced it was a green screen and so every so it was like they were recording in front of a green screen and which makes it yeah which makes it so much more scripted than you would think oh I'm sure to be honest he had a good point like why that background it was so weird I don't know I just thought they like rented out like an like an airbnb luxury house and was like, okay, like, let's do our uh-huh. filming here since it's, like, a neutral, I don't know, background. Don't you think it's weird, though, to rent out an Airbnb space to talk about, to do two videos? It just, it seems like an odd thing to for two people that just started talking. The second video was at Hannah's new LA apartment. That's confirmed because mm. I've seen her do other YouTube videos there. 
and then she just mm-hmm. like did that fake fire in the background i have no idea where that first one was because tyler lives in new york so it's not like he has unless that was his airbnb i don't know Maybe YouTube paid for them to have a house. That would be something. The whole thing is sus. Exactly. But I think what's also a little bit interesting is that you have to think that they know that this video of them is going to go viral and they're going to make a lot of money on it. Right. Exactly. So I think just the thought of that, even during the video, Tyler's talking about how he put Hannah's picture in one like his first episode of his youtube channel because he knows that she gets views and so they knew this thing was going to blow up so it kind of it makes you think like how much of that conversation was scripted versus being genuine oh yeah i'm sure i was just to say the thing that i thought was really interesting was because like i think they were fighting because like hannah wanted to talk about their relationship and tyler was like i don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it but it was I got the vibe from Tyler, at least how the way he explained it, was that he, like, never really wanted to start dating her again. Like, he, whether it was just not in the right, like, the right time, like, the right place, but, like, it really seemed like he was just not interested from the get-go and just was, like, let's just see if we can mm-hmm. be friends. Well, Hannah thought that the invitation was more, like, we're gonna date, we're gonna really get into this. So, I don't know. So, I thought it was, because he kept on saying, like, throughout it, he was like, yeah, I would just tell her, like, well, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. But it seems so clear that you don't want to date her. So, like, just say you don't want to date her and then don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like it could have been ended so much earlier. It feels like they're just really bad communicators. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. After watching the video, did your perception of Tyler change? Like, for me personally, he feels a little bit more of a fuckboy. Oh, 100%. Whereas before, he seemed very genuine on the show yeah that makes sense I think honestly it could be the thing where like he's famous you can't like I don't know podcast people can't see me do air quotes but I'm air quoting the word famous (laughs) because like I feel like he now like he knows that the nation like thinks he's hot like he knows that like people think he's like a good sweet guy like I think it just kind of hyped up his ego even more for someone who's like already very attractive so I think he's really like like playing it and mm-hmm. milking it you know what I mean mm-hmm. it makes you think how um not manipulative but what's the word strategic that Tyler is oh interesting and pretty much any of the people on this show you know yeah and I mean I'm sure um like let's say the producers knew people were gonna like Tyler because he's attractive like blah 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 this sort of stuff so maybe they literally made his storyline to make him seem like the greatest person in the entire world. Yes. And then with YouTube, mm-hmm. you really get a glimpse into who people mm-hmm. are, even though, of course, that's super edited as well. So, I mean, he seems like a nice person. Again, I haven't seen the video, so I literally can't say. Yeah. But um, I'm sure there's there's mm-hmm. some editing at play there in terms of his personality. I always wonder how much the show is like edited to be a storyline like character wise like how they characterize contestants and how they like force them to play that role because like I also watched the show Unreal which has made me so much more paranoid about like what goes on beyond like bachelor shooting but um yeah because I remember when the whole like from Peter Peter season the whole like Madison and Barbara drama like Barb basically was like they edited her edited her so much that they left out like horrible things that she said like I think she said that one she kept them waiting for three and a half hours because she refused to come into the house and then two Mm -hmm. Barb Mm -hmm. straight out straight up asked Madison like do you love my son or do you see a future with my, my 
my son and she said no oh wow but like that never made it into the show because obviously you can't have your main lead be that unattractive to the main like the main public so I was just like that's kind of crazy like I wonder if that is something that they saw like because he made that like very feminist comment and they like pigeonholed him into being like the sweet all-american guy and if they edited out more of his like yeah douchier moments yeah no I totally agree what about the podcast with Taisha um was it Hannah Ann and grocery store Joe again I haven't listened to the podcast at all but have you guys um I have have you Kelly no I haven't Nikita's definitely a bigger stan than us (laughs) I know um so I wasn't planning on listening to it I was just really bored the other day and I was like I'll I guess I'll check this out um so clickbait it's this new podcast like Sophia said um with Taisha, Hannah Ann, and Grocery Store Joe, which I have no idea how they know each other. Like, I'm sure they're all in the Bachelor universe, but right. they came from very different seasons. And I, to be honest, guys, I, <laughs> I'm i going to be a little judgy. I know our podcast isn't perfect either, but <laughs> this was a hot mess. Like, Wait, I, really? I, it was really bad. I think I listened to, like, the first 15 minutes and I had to turn it off. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I just feel like they don't have very much chemistry. Um, and it's it's a little obvious that they are either just now meeting or have met with the with the only intention of doing this podcast. And I don't know, it just makes me think like who what producer thought of putting these three personalities together yeah. and doing a podcast? And also, I think my other issue with mm-hmm. it is if you're going to take three popular people from the Bachelor franchise, you want them to talk about The Bachelor. But that, but they don't. Like, they talk mm-hmm. about how, they talk a little bit about, like, their, themselves and how the show changed them. And then the whole premise of the podcast is to talk about, um, I guess, clickbait articles and pop culture, things that are going on in the media, but none of which has to do with The Bachelor. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, which is, like, in my mind, why would you take three people from the franchise and have them talk about anything else? Like, that's what we know them for. Yeah, especially if they, like, don't know each other before. Like, if they're best friends from the franchise, then they can talk about whatever. But if they're just three random people that were put together from Bachelor, that's what they should be talking about. That's really weird. Exactly. Like, if you gave me a podcast, I'm not saying I love Peter and Kelly, but, like, if they did a podcast, that would make a little bit more sense because they have chemistry, they're a couple, they can talk about their own lives, they can talk about other things, like flying and whatever. But, like, I don't understand how pop culture, other than being a part of the Bachelor franchise, has anything, like, is relevant to any of these people. Putting them three together is for sure a money grab. And it's also, like, I think, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I think this is also a way for um, them to stay relevant. Yeah. Like, if they want to be, continue to be, like, influencers or, like, be in that sort of space. Right. I mean, Grocery Store Joe was on the show years ago, and Hannah Ann was, I guess, just recently, but I don't know, and with Taisha, I mean, she might be our next Bachelorette, so I she's going to stay relevant, but, like, I guess with Hannah Ann and Grocery Store Joe, it might just be an attempt to, like, kind of be, continue their fame, you know? Yeah, sure, and I think if, I guess if a producer asked you to do this and then gave you a $100,000 check to do it, of course you're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, for right. But I just don't know what producer thought of putting those three together and then doing a podcast about pop culture that has nothing to do with the bachelor like that doesn't make sense to me at all um what should we should we I guess get into um 
the next thing, general thoughts on the episode, first reactions, social media thoughts, Bachelor Nation reactions. So I guess just general stuff about um, about what's popping with the first episode. To ask you guys, who made the biggest impression on you and whose little limo entrance completely flopped for you guys? Ooh. I definitely said ew next to Bennett. Oh my God. <laughs> me. Um, I'll add a little um, quips from my boyfriend, John. Um, so he was sitting next to me watching. Guys, John is watching this for the first time ever. So he has oh. um, no context to The Bachelor. So I think some of his little reactions were a little funny. But um, next to Chris, I said Asians, explanation point, explanation point, explanation <laughs> point. And then I said nervous but cute. And John said, I assume he gets booted off to Thailand. Oh. <laughs> See, he already knows what's going to happen. I know. And then Jordan. He already's picked up on the Bachelor rules. <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, Jordan M., who I think that was my pick in the last podcast, who I thought would be going home tonight. I said, very tall, less of a funny pickup line um, in comparison to Riley, whose pickup line I liked. And then John said, needs to get pants that fit better. (laughs) That's exactly what I said to my mom. I was like, wait, he bought these pants, right? Like, why do they stop at their mid-ankle? I was like, did he not have the length? But I think that's a style. I kind of, I, I don't know. I think it's like a new, like, modern style. I kind of liked it. Is that, do people do that? Like, they purposely make their pants a little bit shorter? I think so. I don't know. I thought it was cute. <laughs> I feel like it's very, like, 1800s women where it's like, ooh, let me show a little ankle and then they run into the river. <laughs> Sophia's into it. Um, okay, one last quip. Um... For Jeremy, I said, ew, banker. And John says, you're being discriminatory. If you guys don't know, John works at a bank. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm trying to think. I was, like, very excited about Kelly's tweets. So I feel like I wasn't paying as much attention to the guys as I should have been. The biggest... Oh, my God, Sophia. Kelly, I'm your number one stan. Um, the thing that I was going to point out was that they were so whiny with the coronavirus test. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not the most pleasant feeling, but literally the episode spent five minutes talking about them like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain right now. And I'm just like, I'm just like, just do the test. Don't whine about it. And let's keep this moving. <laughs> Again, I'm sure it was not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's also like, why'd they spend five minutes talking about how the tests were painful? I agree. Like, was that necessary? They, they literally acted like they were being shot literally um oh another person sorry I forgot to talk about in the last episode I said that I had a feeling I was really going to love easy and I absolutely loved easy so I loved easy <laughs> he was so someone get him an HBO comedy special because he was so so funny his yeah. commentary was amazing he was just such like a pleasant sight and just, like, his, just, like, everything he just had to say, I was just, like, God, you're the most pleasant part of this episode. When he was, like, when he was, when he was, like, man, everyone's bringing snacks. I didn't know this was a potluck. <laughs> I truly lost my mind. <laughs> Do you want to talk about yours, Sophia? Like, who impressed you the most? Who you were, like, meh about? Oh, I thought it was really funny um, that they put him in a limo to bring them to Claire when they're all in the same resort. I mean, I'm sure the resort is huge, but I thought right. fucking hilarious to put them in a limo. Like, they're literally, like, a minute drive away, and they're like, all right, guys, get in the limo, get in the limo, we gotta go. I thought that was really funny. That is such a good point. I definitely 
didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't either, but that's so true. They're probably just circling in the parking lot for like 15 minutes and they're like, where are we guys? <laughs> the man that just stole my heart night one was Dale. Um, we were texting about mm. this in our group chat. It's just like, he walked out of the limo and he was just like, he was just so sweet to Claire and his voice was just like, I was, I was a fan. He had like the most beautiful teeth. I was, I was smitten. I was like, <laughs> I think we know how this is going to end. I think Claire and Dale are obviously getting together, but like, Dale, if you don't end up with Claire, like, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I'll give you my number. <laughs> Um, other than that, uh, the, the boy band manager, I'm forgetting his name. I think it was Kenny. He came with like the shirt with the dogs on Mm it, with like Claire's dogs on it. I thought that was sweet. I just thought it was cute. (laughs) And then, um, our favorite for life, Mike, (gasps) Red Heart. Justice for Mike. Justice for Mike. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I, who is Mike? I do not remember Mike. Nikita, get the fuck out. What was his entrance? It wasn't, it, it was really short, but he brought Claire sandals, oh, and it was just very yeah. sweet, and he was just like, I know your feet are gonna hurt, and I was like, Mike from Canada, I live in Michigan, we're probably close to each other. That is sweet, yeah. I know the borders are closed right now, but like, after they open up again, let's meet up. A man who cares about my feet wins my heart. Automatic rule. I love him. Well, talking about Mike, didn't he retweet one of our tweets? He did. I So I tweeted out, let me read it. Sorry, this is going to take me a hot sack to pull up. So I tweeted out, I don't even have a joke about Mike because I'm actually in love with him and I hope I don't regret saying this too soon. And he retweeted me. <laughs> and then I had to, I had to quote retweet it later saying, well, this tweet aged poorly because he got sent home night one. But then I DM'd him. You DM'd him? <laughs> I DM'd him on my Instagram, on my Twitter account. And I literally said, I not, I acted like I was, like, going to fall in love with him. I was like, I never do this. I never do this. Don't worry, darling. But I was like, I never do this. I hope you don't think I'm creepy. But I need to, you to know that you were robbed. And it's I will not sleep tonight if you don't know that. And then I ended it with, have a wonderful evening. Wait, did he respond? <laughs> he never responded because what? That's what I do when I like send a risky like message. I automatically delete it because I like get too scared. I don't know why. Like I'm like, oh, out of sight, out of mind. So I'm an idiot. But I instantly deleted it, and I was like, oh my god, like I don't know if he's gonna respond. But then I looked up later that he's 38 and divorced, which is fine. Like you can be divorced. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the 38 part. But also, hey, age is just a number, right? Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a decent amount of an age gap. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I thought he was really sweet. You guys want to know the funniest thing I thought about The Bachelor? Oh my god, yeah. Was, was just so obvious how much The Bachelor producers knew about the conspiracy theories going around. So, for instance, every, obviously they know that everyone and their mother knows that she picks Dale. Like, it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember those conspiracy... Sorry, I can't speak. Those conspiracy theories about um, her having contact with him before the season fi- filmed. Oh, yeah. So, I don't... Who was it that she went up to? I'm so sorry. I... Let me pull this up. Um, oh, the wildlife guy. Blake, yes. Yeah. Right. So, she went up to Blake and said, it was just so clear 
that she was like, you were the only one who broke the rules and messaged me before quarantine. And you knew the producers were <laughs> jumping out of their seats when they saw that they had that footage. <laughs> because they, they stayed on that for so long just to make it so clear that she just met Dale for the first time on the show. Which, who knows if that's true? Who knows if she was just saying that because the producers told her to say that? I don't know. But it was like, that was so obvious. And then also just the fact that she picks Dale. Like, everyone knows. They made it so obvious. Oh, they made it so obvious. Yeah. Like, even after she met Dale, she was like, I think I met the man I'm going to marry. Who knows if Mm -hmm. she said that after Dale? Like, you know, she could have said that after anyone or just after all of the contestants came through. But they Mm -hmm. strategically placed that after she met Dale. So, I just, I... It was just funny, like, reading all the conspiracy theories and then watching the show, seeing how much they were talking to the audience and, you know, letting us know that they know. Did you guys watch her on Jimmy Kimmel after? No. No. So I watched her and Jimmy actually asked her, he was like, was that bullshit? Like, did you actually talk to Dale? Like, what's going on here? I love I love how Jimmy's invested in this because <laughs> ABC tells him to be. Yeah. Um, and she said, like, she basically was like, the only thing that I got to do was I stalked all of her social media so hard. And so she said that, like, th- what through what Dale had posted on social media, that's, like, she, like, started developing, like, a crush on him just through his social media posts. And then, like, other people, like, other contestants, she said that, like, she was really turned off by their social media because they were, like, on boats drinking or, like, getting, like, hammered and shit-faced all the time. And so she, like, automatically kind of knew, like, I probably will not think that your husband is mm. Oh, interesting. Oh, wait, wow. She said this on TV? Like, she, yeah. she confirmed for real that she's with him? I don't think she can. She didn't say that her and... She didn't say that her and Dale end up together. All she was saying is that, like, she definitely had insight on who the men were through social uh-huh. media before, like, coming in. And she was like, nobody was a hard yes or a hard no after social media scoping. But then she was like, but I definitely figured out like some people were husband material and which people were not oh wow oh wow interesting so I guess that ABC obviously knows that all the news outlets know everyone knows um so they're just playing into it at this point and also not to switch gears here but I was just thinking about Bennett (laughs) coming into the thing with a Rolls Royce I'm just like Bennett where did you find that you're supposed to be like in quarantine in this resort where did you find a rolls royce and also can we also talk about a scarf i kind of like the scarf actually it is a hundred degrees in palm springs why are you wearing a scarf like you cannot be cold i kind of wanted to be nice to him but i i I didn't mind the scarf i thought it was kind of a cute look to add to it but it was a but like again what you said it was a hundred degrees outside so him wearing the scarf he was just trying to be he was like literally just trying to be like yeah i'm fancy i wear scarves with my suits (laughs) That was my only thought about that. I loved the first time that he dropped that he went to Harvard, and I was just like, "Won't be the first, won't be the last." Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's like, I dropped the H bomb, and I was just like, "Then it leave my screen, leave my screen immediately." <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like we got the introduction or the entrance, but I don't know. Maybe he could be really nice. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe he's a cocky nice guy. And Nikita, do those people exist? I know. I'm like, that's like a paradox. (laughs) Again, need I remind you that he went to Harvard, he works in wealth management, and that he also said that women chase him. I just... Yeah, you're right. Maybe I, I, you know, 
who knows? He didn't get a lot of talking time this episode, so who knows? He could surprise us next episode by being the sweetest man around. Yeah, watch him have the biggest sob story. Yeah, I'll put $5 on that not happening. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, like, I remember the way that they portrayed Hannah B was very negative. Like, I had very negative reactions watching her on Colton season, but obviously the producer switched it around when it came to the end and made her into this really sweet girl. And then obviously after that, she became the Bachelorette. So I don't know. Maybe he got a bad at it. Who knows? Maybe. I was scrolling through Instagram and like the Twitterverse um, before the episode, during the episode, after all that sort of stuff. And there was something that I wanted us to talk about. Um, Obviously, this was spoken about like in the past few months a lot, but also kind of like as the new season began was just like, the consistent lack of people of color within the entire Bachelor franchise Mm -hmm. and also just the lack of response from the powers that be at the Bachelor. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they said something that was like, oh, we'll we'll do better, quote, or we're making changes, quote. But then there was never any actual concrete steps that they were going to take to, like, rectify the Mm -hmm. whole, like, just all of the issues and then also just, like, acknowledge that these issues are so apparent within the Bachelor franchise. And obviously, since we're like a Bachelor podcast and all that, I thought that would be really important for us to talk about as the new season began. Yeah, I will say that I did think that this is the most diverse cast they've had. I don't know if it's saying much, but um, it's it's funny because it is so ingrained in your system that people of color will fail on the show. Because I remember when um, they zoomed to Joe and he, who was, uh stole my heart. I love but Joe. But he, when he was like, this is so bad, but when he was showing her that origami, I was like, no, Joe, she's going to realize that you're Asian. Like, that was literally my first thought. I was like, oh my God, you, like, you can't be too Asian because she'll send you home. Right. And I was like, but that really is, like, something that The Bachelor, like, kind of, and society, like, conditions you, especially about Asian mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. um, like, attractive, attractive level-wise, and, like, if they can be romantic leads or not. But, um, yeah, it was kind of a sad – it was, like, something I thought, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, am I racist? And then I was like, no, I'm conditioned this way. No, I totally agree. And I think what you said about Asian men holds true because I can think of a few Asian women who've made it pretty far. Like, Sydney on Colton season. Mm-hmm. Catherine, obviously, won Sean season. Um, but I – I mean, I don't know if this is just my lack of knowledge of, you know, bachelor history, but I can't think of one Asian man who's made it to like top 10 I can't either yeah and I think it's also just like obviously we don't know who works like we'll never know everybody Mm -hmm. that works at ABC or that works with Bachelor but it's like the representation is needed behind the scenes because the casting directors are casting obviously the producers are making Mm -hmm. the storylines the editors are editing the storylines and it's also just like the totally um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, incompetent background checks is how Lee ended up in Rachel's season and how Garrett ended up in Becca's season. It's just, mm-hmm. like, I think Rachel said something a few months ago that was, like, they literally need a diversity makeover because mm-hmm. the systems that they're using are failing. And how, it, like, I guess, like, how it works, obviously, is that, like, you always pick a person from the previous season or already in the franchise who, like, got big, was a fan favorite, whatnot. And I'm, like... Will this ever happen? Like, will there ever be an Asian bachelor, Asian bachelorette? Mm-hmm. Probably not, because they literally mm-hmm. never get screen time, and they're kicked out within a week. Right, like, if it took 40 years to get a black bachelor, it's going to take another 40 to get an Asian bachelor. Right. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah, and I, and I think, like, the totally, 
just non-answer from the powers that be a bachelor where they just did not give any concrete steps is such a like is is such like a I don't know how to describe it it's just it's such a it's to blow to the audience and also to the cast members who came forward with their stories and also just with like just everything that happened behind the scenes I think the bachelor people that work there obviously just have to just just tell the audience what they're going to change or else it's always going to stay the same yeah and even like like racial diversity aside like even like age wise like Claire's age came up so much and I'm sure it will continue to come up all throughout the season that she's 39 but like the way they like she's 39 like she's still young but they're acting like she's literally like Betty White it's just ridiculous and I think it's like one of those things when I thought about it I was like I hope that they don't not pick another like like a more mature bachelorette because Claire knew what she want and dropped out mid-season because I'm like I could see executives being like we can't have another season like that so we're never gonna pick like a woman who's older than x amount of years um I don't know because again like you never see really women who are like older on the show who make it far yeah no totally and I think um it's a good point that also I feel like they categorize each lead in some very specific way. So, for instance, yeah. like, Rachel was the Black Bachelor, mm-hmm. and then Colton was a Virgin Bachelor, and Peter was mm-hmm. the pilot, which I don't even know why that's mm-hmm. cool, but okay. <laughs> why? Why? That? Um, and so, obviously, for Claire, they needed, you know, they needed an age thing. And so, it is, yeah, like what you said, Kelly, it is kind of worrying to see if they might not try to emulate that again because they already had that season. And it's just weird because it's like the past few seasons of The Bachelor with it being so popular. It's kind of, again, I think it's like a power grab um, by a lot of the contestants to become influencers. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of them tend to be younger. And I just feel like that's when, that's how you get situations like Tyler and Hannah where you're like questioning like if they're strategic, like what their motives are as opposed to I think Mm -hmm. Claire who genuinely Mm -hmm. just feels Mm -hmm. like a normal human being just, you know, literally just trying mm-hmm. to find her Dale and then, like, leave, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I wonder how much, like, The Bachelor and honestly other dating shows, because they all tend to skew younger, I wonder, like, how that, like, stigmatizes being single when you're older. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder, like, how, like, I, if these, like, these shows reinforce the idea that if you don't get married in your younger 20s, then it will never happen for you because this is the time when you're supposed to do it versus when you're older. And, like, a good point to go off of that, um, if you guys remember in the beginning of the episode, Claire talks about, like, how she's gone through the franchise so many different times, and she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I'll ever have the chance to do it again. John, my boyfriend's sitting next to me being like, are you kidding? She's, you're 39. What do you mean you don't have a chance mm-hmm. to do it again? You have the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's such an American mentality that, like, we have to find success as soon as we get out of college. Or we have mm-hmm. to find the person we're going to be with for the rest of our lives in our, like, early 20s. And I think that's something I've really noticed about myself in the past year is, like, damn, I put so much pressure on myself to figure out my life right out of college Mm -hmm. when that just, like, isn't possible. You're thrown from being in school for 13 years of your life plus whatever it is to then going into, like, real life. Like, it's a huge change. Like, we put so much pressure on ourselves in, like, America, I think, to just be so successful and to, like, get married and just figure out our life Mm -hmm. that, like, 39 feels old to the American audience, but in reality, 39 is so fucking young. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, like, sure, I guess it puts a strain on if you want to have kids. Like, obviously, you'll probably, if you want kids naturally, you probably want to aim to have that before 35. But, like, to find love, like, you can find love for the rest of your life. Like, I don't, right. like, what you guys are saying are, like, such good points about what how TV portrays um, age and marriage and love. And on top of that, I think it's also just, so frustrating and I know we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast but they consistently cast 21 22 year olds like yeah which, and it's so mm-hmm. blatantly obvious that these people are only going on the show for fame because at 21 22 sure I don't I'm not going to judge you if you find someone that you want to marry at that age that's totally fine but you're not going to find them in five or six weeks of filming on a tv show at that mm-hmm. age you just do not have yeah, the emotional yeah. maturity to do that I, a few years ago, like at the beginning of college, I was in a Greek class, you know, I'm Greek. Um, and we did like a pen pal with somebody from Greece. And I was just talking to her. And she was basically saying she's like, she she has even noticed herself from watching a lot of American TV shows, this like, mentality that America has with like, you need to figure out everything when you're young. And if you're not working 70 hours a week, and if you're not literally doing everything perfectly, you're like a mm-hmm. failure. And she's like, in Greece, we just kind of, you know, we do our 40 hour work week, we go out, we drink, <laughs> we like have fun, we live our lives. And I'm like, damn, damn, I don't even know what to say. I'm going to send my parents back with me and we're going to Greece again. <laughs> um, okay, cu- wait, Kelly, do you want to do your limo entrances? And then I think it would be a good idea to talk about the whole drama that went down between Yosef and Tyler C. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so pointless, but yeah. I had two two people I really want, I wanted to talk about other than Mike, but we already talked about him so it's fine. Okay. The guy who came into a straight jacket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot believe how much he committed to that bit like he never took that off to go to the bathroom <laughs> to, to accept the rose and I I just like could not believe it because there are some like there are comedians who stick like who bail out of a bad bit before this man did like it was absolutely <laughs> insane I was like who is this guy and I also was like I'm <laughs> I don't know why, but I forgot that Claire pins the actual roses onto the people's, like, blazers. Because I was like, how is he going to hold the long-stemmed rose? I was like, is he going to, like, have to, like, do a Houdini right now and, like, escape from the straitjacket? Wait, Kelly, I was laughing because I was like, is she about to pin a rose to his straitjacket? And when they didn't show that her pinning it to him, I was like, they they probably had a cut for 25 minutes trying to figure out what to do. Well, also, yeah, not only did he enter with a straitjacket, those rose ceremonies are so long. Like, there is so much that you don't see. And they last sometimes, like, you see the sunrise. Sometimes they last until 6 in the morning. So he was in a straitjacket from whenever he arrived, I don't know when, let's say 8 o'clock, until 5 in the morning. That is insane. It's also just, like, a dumb bit. It's just, I thought it was so stupid. I was like, this isn't funny. Like, clearly your, like, humor is stupid and I wouldn't be interested in you because I was just like, take it off. Like, I don't know. I just did not think it was, like, cute. I thought it was stupid as fuck. Like, would you on a first date wear a straight jacket to meet somebody? Maybe if it was a magic show, but that's the extent. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for the pool parties when he's literally, like, trapped, trapped in a chest underneath and has to escape. <laughs> like... 
And then the second guy I wanted to give a brief shout out to was AJ. Oh, AJ. Uh. And how he was like, he was like, oh, my friends tell me that I make a horrible first impression. And then, like, Claire, after leaving, is like, literally, her fingers are broken, like that SpongeBob thing. Yeah. Like, she cannot feel, <laughs> she cannot feel her fingers. And I was like, what, how, like, how tight is your grip? That, like, this woman is in pain. And she showed the scars, too. Like, that is insane. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Did he get sent home? Did he? I didn't even notice. I didn't even know who got sent home. I don't know. Besides Mike, because that really blindsided me. Me neither. I, I was way too interested in the tweets at that point, because they were getting attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I was like, that I wasn't even paying attention to, like, the second half of the episode. Yeah, if you guys don't know, plug in our Twitter. Um, it's at Here for the Worst. And we live tweet every Tuesday. Um, and Kelly did a phenomenal job this last week, and a few of our tweets, I think one of them got, what, 150-something views, or likes, and then another one got 670, I don't even remember. It was a lot of likes. So, good job, Kelly! Exactly. So, basically, we're gonna have to, um, get some security, because we're (laughs) clearly so famous, and we're really gonna have to keep our identities under wraps, you know, just... (laughs) Also, um, if anyone needs a social media strategist, um, I am recently unemployed and would love to be considered for the for the position. You know who's looking for someone? Hannah G. Is she really? A social media strategist or a personal assistant? I would do both, to be clear. Hannah G, I would do both. I don't know. She said someone for her team to handle her social media and other things. Is this on Twitter or is it on Facebook or is it on Insta? Kelly, you're such an old lady. You said Twitter and Facebook before Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, you're like, oh, is is it on her MySpace profile? <laughs> is it is it on her Friendster, her Ask FM? Which what social? <laughs> is it on her Formspring? <laughs> Can she IM it to me? <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, oh yeah, let's talk about the drama that ensued in the first episode yeah. and how badass I thought it was for Claire to send one of them home because we know how often the bachelor or bachelorette entertains the drama because I think the producers might say it in her ear to like keep both of them mm-hmm. I'm proud of Claire for getting rid of them because that drama was not only boring as fuck it was stupid and who mm-hmm. knows if it'll be brought back later but I just I thought it was so useless and I was so bored during it and I was like this could go to way better like airtime mm-hmm. um Yeah, something I actually wanted to bring up that relates to this. I don't know if you guys remember, but in the beginning of the episode, Claire says she was in, she admits to being in an abusive relationship. She says days, weeks before Juan Pablo season. And I just thought that was, it like struck me. Like she was in a relationship just before going on to Juan Pablo season. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people faulted Peter for doing that or for other people for being in relationships right well, I mean, obviously, like, she was in a relationship when she applied for the season. I oh. Mean, it's pretty obvious, right? Oh, wow. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, which is, to be honest, I really don't care. Like, oh, you know, pop off. It's, like, who cares? Like, you don't even know who The Bachelor is before you apply. So who cares? Um, mm-hmm. But I just thought that was interesting that they left that in there, but then have also criticized other contestants for doing the same thing. And then... Relating it to the Yosef Tyler C drama, um, I mean, the whole drama, it was so stupid. It was about Yosef messaging people before coming on the show. But something we were talking about is, like, they recasted a lot of these contestants based on their age because 
the, a lot of them were casted, then they announced Claire, and then they dropped everyone that was 26 and younger. So who knows when he got casted? Um, maybe he was casted after that recast. And so who? And also, who cares if you're messaging people? You're not in a in a um, in a real relationship with any of them. And I and like I agree with you, Sophia. I was really happy with the way she handled it. She was just like mm-hmm. this. She realizes that it's pointless. She realizes that other people haven't had the chance to speak with her. You know, mm-hmm. and that's really important. That's way more important than this stupid drama. And, um, and yeah, and I think she just asked Yosef if he had a serious relationship and he said no. And that was the end of it. Yeah. And then she yeah. said, you guys handle this on your own. I'm out to go do more. Queen. Yeah. So that was my take. I think that's a great take, especially what you said. Like before, if they're literally just messaging people and like talking to them and obviously not in a serious relationship, but if they're literally just like talking to people that they want to be talking to and obviously they're not in a serious relationship they're just like doing their normal lives like that's totally normal and fine like what do they have to do save themselves for the bachelor yeah i just think that's such a ridiculous notion that you literally cannot talk to anybody else before you get on the bachelor that's such an archaic way to just like see the whole thing and i think what you said was really smart nikita and it's like i remember like (laughs) Again, to bring it up, not that I'm plugging his book, but Colton in his book, he, <laughs> he, but he talks about before he went on um, Becca's season, that he, that literally before he flew out to go to Becca's season, he flew and spent a whole weekend with Tia, who is her, mm-hmm. one of her good friends from the show, and Tia actually makes a guest appearance on Becca's season to judge the guys, and they were talking for like, like weeks on social media, they met up, like definitely hooked up. So I'm like, and he, like, none the wiser. No one cared. That, like, Becca mm-hmm. even, he talks about how Becca even confronted him about it and was like, oh, yeah, like, was it anything serious? Like, what's going on? And he, she was, he was like, no, like, we only, like, hung out in person that one weekend, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, whatever, who cares? Like, message whoever you want. And also, did you guys agree with the choice to send Tyler C. home? I, I like, didn't really care about him all that much. I thought he started... I mean, obviously, like, I don't know his real attention, intentions, but it seemed like he was just trying to start drama. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I, I, I always get so annoyed that when people try to start drama about other people, because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if you were actually here to get married or to, like, get engaged or whatever your intentions were to, like, start dating somebody, I, I personally, like, I think starting gossip and drama is just such a childish way to approach the whole thing and it's a way for you to just like be popular and clearly it didn't work for him and I I thought it was the right move because Yosef seems he seems more mature he seems like he's just more ready in a way that I don't think Tyler C was but again we only saw him for like five minutes so yeah I thought that like well also because Yosef has a daughter or a son I forget I know he has a child I think it's a daughter but so Mm -hmm. I think like I don't know. I just feel like to Claire, that probably signifies that he's more mature and he's more ready for a serious commitment because he has a child to think about. Um, so I think that's why she sent Tyler home. And honestly, he was being, he was honestly being a baby. And I feel like the only time that you can, you bring up somebody else to the bachelorette and, or bachelor and it works, if there's like a legitimate like red flag and you have to have like six or seven guys on your side. To be, like, either they're fake as fuck, they have a girlfriend back home, or, like, any whatever means. But, like, if you don't have at least, like, half 
half the cast backing you up, then it's just, like, she's not gonna listen to you. Exactly, and there are just such frivolous claims, like, made by a mutual friend that he was messaging people in my hometown. Like, it's, it, I don't know, you have the right to date more than one person at once. Like, that is fine. Obviously, not while you're on the show, but, like, prior to coming on the show, Mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want. Like, who cares? And even if he was a part of the original cast, I mean, they pushed back shooting, like, three months. They didn't know if they were going to have the show or not. So even if Mm -hmm. he was a part of the original cast and messaged people, I wouldn't even hold that against him because he's, like, what is he supposed to do? Like, he doesn't know if he's going to go on the show, so he's just going to be, like, single and bored in quarantine for a few months, like... Right, and I feel like, to be honest, I just feel like there wasn't enough drama and the producers needed to use this. And I also feel like they tried to paint Yosef in a negative light because they have him doing a talking head saying he's going to get that first impression rose. But, like, mm-hmm. we all know how much the producers manipulate people into saying things. He could have said that before he ever met Claire, you know? Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. And the fact that he has two kids, like, he's probably not there to mess around. And it's also, again, I think with Tyler C., it's literally, like, why are you even getting involved in other people's business? Like, okay, you hear some claim from some person. Is it really necessary for your first time meeting somebody to drag somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just seems childish to me, to be honest. And he's over here like, hopefully one day it'll come out. And that's probably a good foreshadowing for something later in the future is my guess, or else why would they keep that in there? But So that'll be interesting to see, but I just thought that was so stupid. It's like your first time meeting the person you're going to be dating and you're talking shit about somebody else? Why? Bye, Tyler C. No room for two Tyler C's in this franchise. (laughs) Period. (laughs) How do you guys think the... I know we kind of, like, talked about this last time, but I'm really interested to see really how they pull off every single... The entire series, or I guess this series being on in the resort. Like I said, the limo was so fucking funny to me. They're gonna have to do other stuff like that to make it feel like Bachelor. I know, that was so funny. Honestly, they could have pulled up in golf carts, like... <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> I love that. They're going to take them on a helicopter ride, a helicopter ride around the resort. I know. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know, sorry. I don't know if this is a little off the topic of what you just asked, but a prediction no, I have for the season is that and I don't know if you guys think this is true, but obviously they show a lot of shots of Claire and Dale together, some of which are in bed together. So there's obviously something that happens that makes the rest of the cast really mad and they say that I think 15 of them walk out and Mm -hmm. my prediction on this podcast is that maybe she sleeps with him and it's kind of like a Caitlin Bristow Nick Vile situation um but not only does she sleep with him she's like fully committed at that point yeah and I remember in the previews they were showing how everybody was like kind of attacking Dale and I mean it's probably because he was the clear front runner so I'm very interested to see what, like, they're going to attack him about. Yeah. I think it's interesting how people are, like, I feel like when it came out that Claire had fallen in love so quickly and that she was leaving, like, it almost seemed like people were kind of mad about it because they were, like, that, like, that goes against all laws of nature of the show. But I'm, like, that's the point of the show. Mm-hmm. She just, like, did it faster mm-hmm. and quicker than anybody else. Like, you can't, like, you can't fault her for knowing that she's already in love and just not willing to pretend that she isn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, this is a hot take. This is not something that came from me. This came from Reality Steve. 
but he claims that the producers knew that Claire was going to pick Dale, and so they almost manipulated the entire situation to have her pick him early and have them leave and bring Taisha in because apparently Taisha was on hold for filming before Claire was ever brought in. Mm. Or sorry, that that might be confusing. Taisha was on hold for filming before Claire's season started. What? Really? Um, what I'm curious about is how does this work with contracts? Because obviously Claire signed a contract before she went on, and usually those contracts are super specific. You're going to do this amount of episodes. You're going to do this, this, and this. So I feel like they probably let it go. I mean, obviously we don't know what's ha- what, what actually happens, but I'm sure they kind of like let the contract slide because the storyline was probably just too good. That's my guess. I would just say I also kind of wonder like how much like the diversity black backlash and Black Lives Matter like affected it like I wonder if they were like they clearly wanted mm-hmm. Tasha, I guess from the get-go before Claire's season was even like or when Claire's season was going to be mm-hmm. postponed so I wonder if like they let her go so early because they knew casting like another black bachelorette would give them like more positive like a more positive spin yeah that and I also think to be honest when Claire was casted there were some positive reactions but there was also some negative reactions especially with the entire debacle that happened between her and Matt James, the Twitter exchange that they had. Um, Wait, they had a Twitter exchange? Yeah. um, Basically, Matt was doing cameos, and it was based on the charity that him and Tyler had, um, ABC Food Tours. And so Claire got, I think, frustrated with the fact that he was doing cameos and already doing, you know, getting paid to do these videos before ever going on her season. And so she tweeted something along the lines of don't you know don't be doing cameos and breaking the rules like you're here something about being here for the right reasons blah 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 um and so it was so obviously pointed at Matt because nobody else out of the contestants was doing cameos and so um people really started going off on Claire for that because Matt was doing it based on his charity um and so I think she started getting a lot of negative reactions and people were literally commenting, we don't want Claire, we want yeah. Tisha. And so I don't know, and we know that producers read into what people are saying on social media. I think obviously that had a lot to do with Hannah B getting casted. So I am I feel like that could have played a part also yeah. into switching the narrative. Also a fun, this is not related, but a fun tidbit. I did not know that this was revealed in that YouTube video. I did not know that Claire hated Tyler C. Oh, that no was clue. funny. Yeah. It really blew my mind. Oh, wait, she did? Yeah, he says it. He was like, oh, well, Claire doesn't like me. Oh. And Hannah B was like, it's not that she... And then they just cut out. <laughs> They're like, oh, don't even touch it. But I was like, that's insane. I guess that makes sense because it was so obvious that she didn't like Matt. So mm-hmm. by default, she wouldn't like Tyler C. Yeah, but I, I think it's... A, like, especially since he was doing cameos for his charity, I just... I mean, she's the bachelorette. She can, like, say something, I guess. But, I, I, like, if you're doing it literally for charity, I don't know why Claire would care. I think that's a little ridiculous. I, I really am interested to see how they do, like, the Claire exit, Taisha entrance. Um, I love Taisha, so I'm really excited to see how she, like, like, how she forms the bachelorette into her own. Obviously, like, if that's what happens. Um... But do we have anything else we want to talk about? Wait, oh my god. 
what I meant to say at the beginning that I forgot that I remembered while I was doing it was somebody was like, oh, why are you doing this podcast? And I was like, oh, like Kelly, Nikita and I aren't working at the same company anymore. And chances are we're not going to ever work at the same company anymore. And who knows if we're going to be in the same city anymore. So I was like, honestly, like The Bachelor is like fine. I like watch it kind of just like for fun. Like I don't really... Like, I'm not as invested as, like, other people are, but I was, like, I just feel like it would be a good opportunity for us to literally just, like, all, like keep in touch, you know? Aww. Just, like, kind of just talk every single week, just have something to talk about. And I, and genuinely, I, again, I just watched The Bachelor for fun, so I'm, I'm more excited for us to kind of talk about, like, the, like, like, the more, like, the deeper mm-hmm. shit, you know? Like, the actual, like, important shit happening in, like, our lives and in the world. Like, I, that's what I'm really excited for us to kind of get into, um like how we talked about earlier like in the podcast about just everything happening with like the bachelor and like their huge diversity problem and then also with like their age mm-hmm. issues as well um so I'm really excited for that as we kind of like really talk about more of that stuff as Aww, well that's so fun yeah I'm sorry <laughs> that is so cute <laughs> that's adorable yeah and I also feel like I feel like we have a lot of these conversations just on our own through group messages or FaceTime. And it's, I don't know, it, there's also something fun about just putting mm-hmm. our thoughts out into the world. Um, and to be honest, like, I started a new job during quarantine, but I I just do not feel creatively motivated. and Not, not even creatively motivated. I think I just, I haven't felt, like, passionate about anything. Um, pretty much all of quarantine. And so this is almost the first thing I've yeah. found that I've been passionate oh, about that. since quarantine started. So it's just kind of something to feel my creative energy. And it's so fun talking to you guys. Yeah, I'm just here for fame. Yes, um, bitch. And for the and for the money. <laughs> oh my god, huge money grab here. <laughs> um, But also like on my front, I feel like like I've had I've had like bad social anxiety since I was probably like 18, 19. So like, like, people would never tell by talking to me just because I'm, like, such a loud bitch. But, like, it's so real and it's so there. So I feel like doing this podcast, like, <laughs> I never say things perfectly and I never, like, yeah. like maybe explain my points enough. But I feel like this is, like, a good exercise in, like, yeah. stepping outside of, like, our comfort zones, you know? Oh, for sure. Kind of, like, putting ourselves out there to be, like, bullied by the internet. <laughs> but no one's bullied us yet, so that's... <laughs> We love yeah. That. yeah, bullies come out, we're waiting for you. <laughs> bullies, come on. It's like, joke's on you, I bully myself way harder than anybody could ever bully me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me. But I feel like we kind of wrapped up this whole first episode, we got wholesome, we got a little, we, we got wholesome and we got like a little soft moment in there. Um, but thanks guys for tuning in. I'm really excited to see how the season shapes out. And I feel like that's kind of about it. Follow us on Twitter. Here for the worst reasons, right? Uh, here for the worst. Oh my god. Oh, embarrassing. You can honestly, you can look up here for the worst reasons and we'll come up. And you'll see Kelly's live tweets, which are incredible. <laughs> and then if you go to our Instagram, you'll see Nikita's impeccable social media skills. And then you'll see my graphics, you know, floating around, whatever. Don't be that impressed by them because they're not impressive. But um, we're just going to keep this shit moving. As always, trust the process, trust this podcast.